Good morning. It's Tuesday, June 15th. I'm Shamita Basu. And I'm Duarte Geraldino. This is Apple News Today. Each morning, hear about some of the most fascinating stories in the news and how the world's best journalists are covering them. Attorney General Merrick Garland is promising accountability as the Department of Justice finds itself under a growing national spotlight. It's come to light that the DOJ, under the Trump administration, secretly subpoenaed data from lawmakers, journalists, and the White House counsel. The Trump administration was investigating leaks of classified information. Ankush Kadori is a federal former prosecutor. In an article for Slate, he argues the department is in a state of deterioration. He describes Garland and the Biden administration as dragging their feet when it comes to appointing important leadership positions. As a consequence, right now, holdovers from the Trump administration are managing key cases. Cardori sees Garland's management style as a problem. He argues that after four years of questionable conduct by some of those department officials who are still at the top, it's not enough for Garland to say, let's just change how we do things moving forward. Cardori was on Slate's What Next podcast. Simply removing Bill Barr and putting in another attorney general was not going to fix all this because beneath him, things had changed. People had risen to certain positions. People had been appointed to certain positions. Priorities had changed. And you cannot just flip a switch in an organization that large. Cardori thinks Garland and his top lieutenants are being too passive about what's going on around them. He wants them to explain their plan to change the culture of the DOJ because ultimately, as he puts it, The Justice Department belongs to America, not the people who work there. There's been a lot of news over the past few months about labor shortages. As pandemic rules are relaxed and the economy picks up steam, many employers say they can't find enough workers to fill open positions. But that's just one side of this story. New data from the Labor Department shows people are quitting their jobs at rates we haven't seen in decades. That number is unusually high, and it says a lot about the state of the job market right now. The Wall Street Journal looks at what may be driving this. First, for a lot of people, the pandemic transformed the very concept of work. And now, even though businesses want to get back to something like normal, Some people are not ready to give up the flexibility they got used to working from home for more than a year. So, when their bosses tell them it's time to come back to the office, they're saying, "Uh, see ya. There's some other things factoring into this, too. Some people are burnt out after a year of working this way. Working from home means you sleep at the office and you never really log off. What's also interesting, the journal points out, some employers are seeing especially high turnover among their newest hires. These are the people who started a job during the pandemic and never met their coworkers in person. The journal speaks to companies who say, right now, workers have an advantage. So managers are trying to attract and retain talent with bonuses and higher salaries. And there are still a lot of jobs where people can work remotely. So if people are not happy with what they're doing and where they're at, they can just change careers without even changing seats. For immigrants in the U.S. facing deportation, 
The Sixth Amendment right, the right to a public defender, does not apply. Currently, the Biden administration is exploring the idea of expanding access to counsel for immigrants and also asylum seekers. To get a sense of how that might work, Vox suggests we look at New York. What started as a pilot program there has grown to fund lawyers for every detained immigrant facing deportation in the state. It all started when a judge noticed many of the immigrants who appeared in his court didn't have legal counsel. So he got a group of lawyers together to come up with some recommendations. And they found, in New York City, the majority of immigrants did not have a lawyer. And for those facing the system without a lawyer, only 3% won their cases. That was the report that inspired New York's pilot program. It started with lawyers at several nonprofits who dedicated a few days every week. They'd focus on clients whose income was below the poverty line. And in cases where clients had no legal argument to stay, lawyers would not encourage false hope. They'd be frank with their clients and suggest, don't drag things out by going to trial. Just agree to be deported. For the people who did qualify for some type of deportation relief, having a lawyer made a big difference. One estimate in 2017 found people who got legal counsel through this program had a 50% chance of succeeding in court, allowing them to stay in the country legally. Immigration advocates say, in New York, this program not only brings fairness and dignity to the system, but it also makes deportation proceedings more efficient. And there's a need for streamlining nationwide. The country's immigration courts are currently looking at a backlog of more than 1.3 million cases. And those cases have been pending for, on average, about two and a half years. There is a plague of mice happening in Australia right now. The Washington Post is on the ground and they've got pictures. They're pretty striking. These are waves of rodents and they're eating up crops. They're chewing through appliances. They're even gobbling up car seats. Farmers say some days they're catching thousands of mice. Australia has a mouse plague about every decade, but things are really bad this time. Changing farming practices gave mice more things to eat and more places to hide. Mice are pretty tough to fight back against because they breed so quickly. And when they expand into the thousands, those little traps that you buy at the hardware store, yeah, that's not going to cut it. Poison can harm livestock and wildlife, so that's not always a good option. So the farmers are trying all kinds of improvised traps. They're using things like shipping containers and even giant pools of water. And then there's the mouse whisperer. The post rides along with a government scientist who roams around Australia, giving people advice about fighting off the mice. And the scale of the plague has made it a full-time job. This mouse whisperer says, when I wake up in the morning, I'm talking about mice. And then when I go to bed, I'm still talking about mice. You can find all these stories and more in the Apple News app. And while you're there, check out some of our audio stories. We'll talk with you again tomorrow.